You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the 2M Football Show. With you here, as always, as your primary host, Mike. Whoa, primary. <laughs> I don't remember that being in the contract I signed. Also, that was a very enthusiastic opening, Mike. Well, I am very excited about what we're going to do today. Uh, before we get to that, I'll let you, secondary host, introduce yourself. Oh, secondary host. <laughs> See if I could sneak that in there without you noticing. But uh, now, I have coffee in my hand right now because we're doing this at, I don't know, what feels like the crack of dawn compared to when we normally do it. There's right. a 12-hour difference from when we normally do this to when we're doing this now. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out, too. And maybe that's why I'm uh, another reason I'm extra excited. A lot more energy at this time of day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Matt, the co-host. Co-host. All right. I guess that sounds a little bit uh, more realistic. Yeah, right. I am the funny of the show. True. I, we established that uh, last episode. Well, last episode. Yeah, you, that was your one moment to be funny. And now I get the next four and then you get one. And that was in the contract you signed. <laughs> I paid attention to that one. I know my place. But Mike, um, I do have a very important question. What are we doing today? That's a great question, Matt, because we are changing it up a little bit today. Uh, and that's also lends a little bit of a hand to my extra excitement this morning as we record this. Bad pants. <laughs> well, not that excited. Oh. But yeah, we've been spending a lot of time so far in the show talking about real football and expectations for the upcoming season. But today we are going to switch over to fantasy football. (gasps) (laughs) And I'm super pumped. Uh, Yeah, we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to do a live mock draft here with you all. Um, We're going to make our picks. We're going to stupid draft like that. Yes, (laughs) we are going. No, actually that comes after, (laughs) after then we will mock your draft. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, but yeah, I'm really pumped about this. Fantasy football is a huge passion of ours, right up there with real football. And they really go hand in hand, right? Like before, uh, we'll go with, yeah. Before I started playing fantasy football, uh, yes, I was a Packers fan and I followed the league as a whole loosely. But you start playing fantasy football, you are now a fan of every team. You're following every team and a lot of the players in the league. And it, it really amplifies the, the fan experience. Well, and you never realize just how much there is to learn about the other teams. Because like you said, you focus on either your division, you know, our case is the NFC North. So it's like, we know stuff about the Lions and the Bears and the Vikings, as well as Green Bay. But now it's like, you got to pay attention to like the AFC South. And you're like, I didn't know this. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the fun of it. Uh, I guess if you have as much time on your hands as we do to follow all that stuff. We, you have time on your hands. I mean. It's time that I should spend sleeping, but <laughs> I do not That's make right. that decision. Um, but yes, so we are mock drafting today. We're just going to pretty much get right into it because I don't know how long this is going to take. And so just to introduce our, our league settings and everything, we're doing, uh, it's a 12-team league for our mock, uh, half-point PPR, pretty standard yeah. roster, I think. One quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one flex, one defense, one kicker, six bench. Okay, that is our mock draft setup. Yep. And that the only difference between that and our actual league setup is the fact that we do not have a kicker. Instead, we have a super flex or yep. two QB. 
Yep, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, it's, this is going to be interesting to go through this exercise with you, Matt, given that we'll be drafting together in just over a week for our main uh, redraft league. So I'll be taking a close look at your strategy here. <laughs> well, in the first round, at least I picked before you. So I think it's just, I try to simulate that here because we all know, we all have a good guess at who my first round pick is going to be. We'll see if the computer lets me pick. Yeah, so Matt is drafting in the fourth slot, and I am picking at 11 out of 12. So that'll give uh, give you two different perspectives, I guess, on on paths through the draft. Especially then, because when you draft close to the end of the first round, you have that because it's a snake draft, you're going to get pretty close to an almost immediate pick after that. Right. And And I like being at the swing one way or the other so that you do have those two close picks. Versus I will have quite a ways between my first and second pick. Yeah. So how does that change the strategy? It, it you know, running backs are, are, there's not a lot of depth this year in a running back position. So I feel like first round running backs are a priority, but with our league being two QB, you know, you figure Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, maybe and Dak Prescott are going to go pretty early uh, because there's two of them. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. I have to kind of see who's the best available player at their positions in the second round to kind of determine where I stand. And, you know, it's all about a gamble. Do I think that player XYZ is going to be available around my turn later for the third round? Then I might grab a higher, you know, maybe tight end or a wide receiver than I normally would. But right. I don't yeah. know. And that's what I like about being at the, at one end or the other, because you can look like if you have 12, obviously you get two picks back to back. In my case, at 11, in the later rounds, you know, you can do things like, you know, you have two picks uh, before your next pick. You can look at that team because they're both, both those picks are being made by the 12th spot team. You can look ahead and say like, okay, what do they need? What are they probably going to pick next? And, and try to predict who will be there for your, your next pick, which obviously gets harder and harder to do the longer the wait time is. But yeah, without further ado, let's, let's start the draft here. Okay. I'm waiting. Start. Start draft. Your draft is loading. Your draft is loading. Okay, here we go. Team one is on the clock. Okay. I don't think there's much doubt about who uh, who pick one is going to be. Even in half-point PPR, I think it is very likely going to be... Alvin Kamara, no. <laughs> that wouldn't be totally unreasonable. Okay, here we go. I didn't see the little countdown. All right, now it started. And the first three picks are off the board. McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley, no surprises yet. And Matt, now you are on the clock with your first Matt, pick. hold on. It's loading. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, new draft strategies. Got it. Thanks. Um, I will type in because he did not pop up. <laughs> and boom. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Matt took Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which is totally reasonable. Because some people are saying that he's going to go one overall. Which is I don't bit, know about that one. That's a stretch to me, but certainly. CMC's going first in almost every single league of any kind. <laughs> yeah. I like the pick, though. It's a bold one. Uh, so after you went Kamara, Cook, Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, and our first, first quarterback off the board with the 10th pick, Pat Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes went before Lamar, didn't? Yes. And just to reiterate, this is a one quarterback league that we're mock drafting for. Um, and that brings up me with the 11th pick. 
And I am going to take Devontae Adams, Packers wide receiver, because I do see, I think him and uh, Michael Thomas are sort of in a tier of their own. To me, there's a bit of a drop-off when you go from those two guys to Tyreek Hill, just because of the the volume. Like, who else is Rodgers going to go throw to on that offense? So I'm going to take Devontae Adams. I like it. I like it. And I'm up again between my last pick and this one went Tyreek Hill right after Adams and then Austin Eckler with the first pick of the second round. All right, Mike, make this one count. Yeah, so looking at the board here, I'm going to take a running back now, a guy that I'm very excited about in his second year in the league on a team that's in a new city. Don't do it. Coached by John Gruden. Don't do it. Josh Jacobs, welcome to Team Mike. Jerk. Oh, that was cool. I got a little like, I heard that. Cool. Hopefully the mic picked it up. And so just to really quickly here after Josh Jacobs went Chubb, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders. And now Matt is on the clock and you took a running back in the first round. So what are you looking All at? Right. I am actually eyeing the other top tier quarterback. Ooh, I took Lamar Jackson because I knew you know, he would between his rushing and throwing abilities, I feel pretty good. However, let's see where we're sitting now at running back here. Um, yeah, so Matt's up again. Uh, right after you, Travis Kelsey went off the board, first tight end to be picked. Uh, then Kenyon Drake, AJ Brown, Juju, Smith Schuster, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, and now Matt is up again with your third pick. Okay, I'm actually gonna go kind of crazy here, and I'm actually gonna take a tight end. Ooh. Does his name rhyme with Skittles? It does. It's Kittles. <laughs> nice. Um, once again, the logic behind that one is there isn't outside your top like five tight ends. It's all hit or miss after that. Mm-hmm. Like you have Kelsey, you have Kittle, and then Mark Andrews for Baltimore. And after that, it's really hit or miss on who is going to perform. Yeah, I kind of view. Uh... Tight end and quarterback is, is similar in that sense. It's like either you get one of the top four or five guys or there's a really big second tier of guys that are all kind of the same and you can get them later in drafts. So you can do one of two things, right? You can take one of those top five guys in your first couple of rounds, which is what you've done, um, or you can wait and see who you, you see who comes back to you later on. And now, okay, I'm on the clock again. You are. After Kittle went Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Odell. Mike I had him to my queue, you stupid app. <laughs> Why? Gordon. Okay, so now I am up. And right now my roster looks like... Crap. <laughs> I don't even know who you've got, so I can't really talk too much. Uh, but my roster is going far better than I expected. I took uh, Devontae Adams in the first round. And Josh Jacobs. So, and it's the third round now. Sorry, my app is not working. Your face isn't working. Okay, so I'm looking at the board here. I went uh, receiver running back so far. Yes. So at quarterback, uh, just really quick, we've still got like Dak Prescott, who we like a lot, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. A tight end, as you mentioned, it's Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz are there before it uh, kind of that next tier is available. Running back, we got Chris Carson on the board still. Leonard Ford. Kicker. Kicker, yeah. <laughs> Roberto Aguayo. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm actually going to take Adam Thielen. Cody Parkey. The Vikings. Uh, I think he's in for a monster year now that Diggs is gone. 
oh, the computer took Ridley. What a jerk. <laughs> and now it wraps around to me again. Oh, that's right. Oh. And I'm going to take Chris Carson running back for the Seahawks. Excellent choice. Very underrated, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Despite the fact that they, we know they love to run and they didn't do much to address the position, even though he ended the year hurt, of course. Uh, he should be right. starter again. All right. So Stop now, talking. That's my pick. Mark Andrews is gone. He went right after Carson with the third pick of the fourth round. What are you looking at now, Matt? Uh, I'm looking to take a wide receiver right now. I think I'm going to hold off a bit more on running back. I'm going to take a bit of a gamble there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with a solid receiver that I drafted a few years ago that did really well for me. And he happens to be on the Seattle Seahawks, and that's going to be Tyler Lockett. Oh, nice. I'm up again, and this time I'm going to fill out my running back slot. And I'm going to do that with a little bit of a surprising pick here. I'm going to take David Johnson of Houston. Cool, cool. I like it. I actually think he's another guy who's being a little bit underrated. Um, So that'll fill out my running back spots. Mike, what are you looking at here? So, yeah, with my first four picks, I went two running backs, two receivers. Um, So I've filled out about half of the starting lineup here. I still could use a flex and, of course, depth players. Uh, And so let's see who has gone off the board recently. Scrolling through. Okay, so Zach Ertz went with the first pick of the fifth round. Dak Prescott has also gone. And Kyler Murray. So a lot of the top-tier quarterbacks and tight ends are, in my opinion at least, are gone now. So I'm definitely waiting on those positions. Although... Actually, no. You know what? Scratch that. I'm going to take Deshaun Watson. He's still sitting here within the, at the end of the fifth round. And uh, despite the fact that he lost DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason, uh, he's still what made you take What made you take Watson of the available quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, well, you look at his history. He's, he's finished in the top. I wish I had the stats in front of me. <laughs> he's definitely been a top, you know, five to ten quarterback every year of his career. It's a not the best defense there in Houston. They, they love to throw their whole offense is based on his talents. Uh, you add David Johnson, who is just as good of a, a pass catcher as he is a runner. And yes, you lost Deandre Hopkins, but Brandon cooks has been a productive receiver in the league for a long time. Will Fuller when healthy is such a dynamic playmaker. And uh, Watson really puts that team on his back. So I, I like him over the other guys like Josh Allen um, he obviously gets it done with his legs more so than his arm almost, but he's had so many t- rushing touchdowns that you wonder if that'll come back a little bit. Uh, Carson Wentz has been a little bit injury prone. Matt Ryan is still there, and actually he would have been a good choice too, uh, but I still put Watson in a tier above. So let's see. I'm up again between my pick went Mostert and Darren Waller with the first pick of the sixth round. Waller, baller. So now I'm going to take a look at, so this is interesting with the injury news we got yesterday on David Montgomery of the Bears. He's, he's the top guy on the board right now, at least in the running back position. And there was a poll on Twitter, actually, that I partook in on our behalf. Oh, yeah? I missed that yeah. one. What was it? It was asking about what would the Bears' next move would be. Would they sign Devontae Freeman? Hmm. Would one of their backups take the starting role? And then there was a third option. And I voted that if Montgomery is going to miss significant amounts of time, that they would actually go out and sign – I almost said Devontae Adams. That would have been weird. (laughs) Uh, Devontae Freeman. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that myself because he's that big name free agent still out there. Um, but before yesterday's news, I probably would have taken Montgomery. It sounds like he's going to be fine. It's a, I think they determined it was something with his groin, not like an ACL, not an Achilles, you know, nothing super scary like that. And maybe by the time we release this, we'll know for sure. But uh, I'm going to take David Montgomery here and assume that he's going to be healthy. I love the volume he's going to get in that offense. They really have uh, not much else behind him. I don't buy the Cordero Patterson as a running back <laughs> reports. I just don't. He hasn't been good. He's a good kick returner. Um, sure, you can do that. But, yeah, I, Montgomery's got that job all to himself. He can run. He can catch. Hopefully that offense gets a little better this year. But, Matt, now you are on the clock. I am, and it's a little bit of a toss-up here. Mm. I still need a wide receiver, and I still need a flex. But wide receiver depth is pretty big this year. Yep. So I'm going to take another chance here. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take Kareem Hunt. Ooh, I like it. Uh, for a couple of reasons. He's going to get a workload regardless of Chubb in the backfield in Denver or Cleveland. But if Chubb were to get down with an injury, Hunt would instantly be a top five running back. Absolutely, yeah. And the nice part about this gamble is Jarvis Landry, who I also wanted to target, is still available, so I will take him to fill out my offense. And that Very fills nice. my offense up except for a defense and a kicker. Cool. So, yeah, just to recap, I'm looking at your roster here. You got Lamar Jackson at quarterback, George Kittle at tight end, so two of the top guys there, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and David Johnson and Kareem Hunt at running back, Tyler Lockett, Jarvis Landry at receiver. And as for myself, it looks like I'm on the clock. You are. It's ticking down. The minutes, seconds flying by as Mike ponders a critical decision in the seventh round with the 83rd overall pick. Nice. And yeah, just a little uh, recap then of my own roster. I've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Josh Jacob, Chris Carson, David Montgomery at running back, and Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen at receiver right now. You actually got a pretty stacked offense too. I'm not going to lie. Oh, thanks, Matt. We'll see. We'll see how the, the rating looks at the end. Not if this I... app's rating is anything to go by, I'm going to get like a D. It, it really hates you, it seems like. Uh, and you talked about receiver depth. I agree with you. So I'm going to take one of the last um, best running backs, in my opinion, a guy who's been a bit of an enigma this offseason in terms of what his role will be exactly. Uh, but I think Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay is poised for a big year there. It seems like um, Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie they drafted, will not be making much of an impact this year. They brought in LaShawn McCoy, yes, but mainly for his pass blocking skills. Um, I'm, so I'm going to take Ronald Jones. Interesting, interesting. And that gives me my fourth running back. Uh, I'm up again now, so let's take a look here. At tight end, we've still got plenty of decent options here. Hayden Hurst, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper. And then, yeah, and then of course, all the all the young potential breakout tight ends that as customary every year. <laughs> we've got Noah Fant, who we've talked a bit about liking on the show. we got Mike Gusecki, uh, who should be good too in Miami. So I'm going to keep waiting on tight end. Looking at the wide receivers here, Julian Edelman is the top-ranked guy, but I'm not that big a fan, honestly. His, his and Brady's connection was, in my opinion, what made him special. He was like he was Brady's go-to guy, but we don't know what that chemistry with Cam is going to look like until we see it. And I guess you could make a similar argument against the guy I'm about to pick, but I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. 
pair him with Deshaun Watson, both on the, the Texans. And then when I play you in the weeks, I just got to hope that, you know, I, uh, that they run the ball. Yeah, with, with your David Johnson. That's right. So you're on the clock, I believe. I am. I'm debating. Right before Have your we... pick. Oh, we've got, oh, this is so bad. Eighth round, we've got our first defense off the board. The 40. Do? Team nine took the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. Oh. All right, we got some. Uh, Don't give in to the temptation just yet. Take a shot. That's the rule, right? For first defense off the board. Um, but after that went uh, Devo Samuel, Marlon Mack. J.K. Dobbins and Julian Edelman did go with the eighth pick in the eighth round. And now, Matt, you are up. What are you thinking about? I'm looking through wide receiver. I think I'm actually going to go Deontay Johnson. Cool. Opposite of Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep, yep. Um, Their Roethlisberger back. I don't mind it. See, now we're in the ninth round for your next pick. Uh, C.D. Lamb just went. Daryl Henderson running back for the Rams. And Darius Slayton, the Giants receiver. Oh, and we have another defense off the board. Baltimore went at the end of the eighth round. Yikes. And then I'm actually going to go, and I had to type in a name because he did not pop up, but I'm going to go with a Las Vegas wide receiver. I'm actually going to go Hunter Renfro. Nice. Um, I am a huge fan of – uh-oh, where'd my draft go? What did you do, Matt? Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Keep picking. Okay. You're a huge fan of Hunter Renfro? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Where'd it go? Definitely a good uh, PPR guy. He caught a lot of balls from Derek Carr last year. And I'm still waiting to see. I mean, I would love to take Henry Ruggs because of his speed, but what makes me nervous is Derek Carr's reluctancy to throw the ball down the field. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Renfro is going to be either an outsider slot receiver, which should see a lot of target share. Yeah, for sure. And especially if Mariota gets a start, then I'll feel a bit more confident. All right. I like it. Sorry, I'm looking here now. I've got um, – I feel like I need more receivers, um, but I still think all the ones there are kind of the same. have got Jamison Crowder, who's a good, solid, you know, one of those high floor but low ceiling guys. Look um, at I you will... use a professional talk. <laughs> this is a professional show, is it not? <laughs> sorry that was a silly question uh mike williams is there who could be a big big play guy with the chargers but he just uh hurt his shoulder i believe i was gonna say i just heard the news as i was driving this morning that yeah. uh it's probably not a good pickup maybe a late round flyer to have on the bench or if you have an ir spot mm-hmm. yeah if he starts the season on the, the pup list or something like that we'll have to see uh, but I think I'm going to go running back again and take Philip Lindsay. There's been a lot of talk about him and Melvin Gordon being in like a real timeshare there. And Gordon will probably be the red zone goal line back, but uh, Lindsay is going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of yards and a lot of catches too. He's been a thousand yard rusher. I think each of the last two seasons. And I think he stays pretty decently heavily involved in that offense. Uh, oh, and I'm on the clock again. You okay. are. Now, going back to receiver, I was hoping uh, Jalen Ragor would be there still, the Eagles receiver, uh, first-round pick this year. But it looks like he got snatched. When you weren't looking. Hang on. No, he didn't. He just disappeared from my board. There he is. All right, welcome to Team Mike. Jalen Ragor, receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I like him because of the lack of depth there. The injury's already piling up. Alshon might not be there to start the year. Ragor could be – he could be their wide receiver one or two with Deshaun Jackson. And I took New England defense. Okay. 11th round, I guess it's not uh, – well, because Pittsburgh and 49ers were gone, and after that it gets kind of iffy. Like, Chicago is a good defense, but how is it going to be compared to their offense? If their offense is going to be off the field a lot, that means the defense is going to be on the field a lot. Um, so I wanted something I could fall back on, not to mention at this point it's kind of filling in backups, like my backup tight end, the hoop loop. Oh, nice. That's that's two really solid tight ends you got there then. Um, all right, coming back around to me in the 11th round. I still need a tight end. Um, let's see who we got available here. We still got Hayden Hurst, Mike Gesicki, Noah Fant. There's still guys I like here. So, uh, Jonu Smith. Um, so, I'm going to keep waiting. And let's see. Ooh, you're a bold man. <laughs> But, yeah, just looking around at the other positions. Naheem Hines is pretty interesting for the running back for the Colts because uh, regardless of how the battle shakes out between uh, Marlon Mack and their rookie, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines is still going to be that passing down guy. Uh, so I think he'll his workload will be unaffected. He also returned a couple of punts for touchdowns last year. So if, you know, on the off chance he does that again, <laughs> get those points too. Uh, so, you know what? I just talked myself into it. I'm going to take... Naheem Hines and oh right and then I'm on the clock again what to do what to do so got some interesting uh some interesting receivers here we got Prashad Perryman who is on the Jets now obviously he had a huge end of the season with Tampa Bay last year after everyone else got hurt Tony Pollard's gone this is your fault (laughs) we got Brandon Ayuk who was the 49ers first round rookie pick he's been impressing in camp but also uh nursing an injury Alan Lazard is there could always go with that route. Uh, but what about your prove it player, Keneal Harry? Yeah, he's there too. Uh, I'm less and less convinced every day that he is, in fact, going to prove it. <laughs> wow. And uh, since I am, since I made the decision to go tight end late, I think I'm actually going to take two of them because we have uh, my tight end and then only one more bench spot available. So I'm going to go ahead and take Hayden Hurst first because I think he will. He has a great chance to be productive in that Atlanta offense. Matt Ryan has always used his tight end going back to the uh, Tony Gonzalez days. And then obviously Hooper more recently. And Hayden Hurst was drafted to be a receiving tight end too. He just just turned out Mark Andrews was better. So (laughs) they didn't need him. But if he can even be Mark Andrews light for um, Atlanta, he'll be a good value here. I'm not even going to bring this up i'm just gonna make a selection and let you determine what you think of the value okay let me see did you do it i did it oh daniel jones right is that the pick you just made that was indeed the one love it love it i'm surprised he's there this late in the 13th round i think he's gonna have a huge year and the interesting thing for you about like if we were to actually play out this season of course with both of those guys on your roster You've got insurance in case Lamar Jackson gets hurt, which, you know, no one's projecting, but just the way he runs, it's possible. Or you could always trade one of the two, trade Daniel Jones to someone who's quarterback needy later, because I do think Jones will be starting starting caliber, probably a top 10 fantasy quarterback. That would be my thought as well. And then given the fact that they're both mobile, yep. um, I don't trust the, uh, the New York receiving core as much as I trust the Baltimore. 
Um, but Jones can get the ball up where it needs to go too. So I feel like that, you know, those dual threat quarterbacks are kind of what you need. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I'll shout out, not that he needs it to uh, Matthew Berry from ESPN in the hundred facts episode that he did or column that he writes every year. I think it was eight out of the 10 top 10 quarterbacks last year had at least 300 rushing yards or 200 or something like that. The point was that quarterbacks who add an element with their legs tend to rise towards the top. So there you go. We'll give ESPN a little bump from our listeners. Go check them out. They're pretty good. (laughs) Uh, And now I'm on the clock. So I've got one more pick before my defense and kicker. Uh, There's no way he's going to still be there at this point in real drafts because of all the hype around him. But I'm going to take Blake Jarwin tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. So that, so I'll pair him with Hayden Hurst. Both of them are a little bit unproven. Both of them are starting for the first time. And I'm just going to hope that one of them hits. Hey, gets their act together. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm up again with only my kicker and defense left to fill. Both of those are filled for me. Well, good for you. Yeah, right. I'm going to take the uh, the Chiefs defense, whatever. Defenses are so unpredictable. That's why I don't think it's worth taking them that early. Alan Lazard. <laughs> nice, nice. And to round it off, I am going to take Michael Pittman Jr. Ooh, that's a good that's a good sleeper there. And I believe that fills out my roster completely. All right, coming around to me in the 15th round for my final pick. I need a kicker. Now let's I've got about 10 minutes of kicker analysis, so let me just start that off right now. All right, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> like you don't already have one, Matt, even though it's 10 in the morning. Uh-oh. You know what? I was tempted. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to spend any time talking about kickers. Give me Dan Bailey of the Vikings. I don't care. Okay. Once again, this <laughs> app is infuriating me. All right. Uh, hang on. Take a screenshot of your draft grade. First, we can read it here. I got I got a B, 86 out of 100. How the do you have a bleep button yet? <laughs> Go ahead. Say whatever you want. How the f- is that possible? <laughs> I got a D. <laughs> I got a, my strengths are my quarterback, my tight end, and my freaking kicker. My weakness is my wide receiver and apparently my entire freaking bench. <laughs> to show you I'm not kidding, Mike, I'm sending you something. Okay, thanks. I'll post it on Twitter when we air this. Because I did throw up a poll for us about who they thought was going to have the better draft, and I think this app is full of crap, to be honest. There's no way my roster is a D-ranked roster. (laughs) With George Kittle, Tyler Lockett, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, with Lamar. So, yeah, let's just do that then really quick. I'll cut out everything between then and between the end of the draft and this, but I think we should uh, just go through our – what we ended up with. No, it all stays in. We're live. Because <laughs> you dropped an F-bomb. Anyway, I'll do it again. Yeah, with Lamar with Lamar Jackson and uh, George Kittle, you potentially got the number one quarterback and tight end there. CEH is uh, a rookie, but could easily be a top five running back. Remind me again, who are your other uh, receivers and your other so running back? My The ones on my start, the start list are Tyler Lockett and Jarvis Landry. And then on my bench, I have Deontay Johnson, Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard, and Michael Pittman Jr. 
Okay. I mean, I, I would agree with the, with the website that your receivers are uh, a little bit weak. They're weak. And then, yeah, I've got Deshaun Watson, who I think is comfortably a top 10 quarterback. He probably doesn't have a shot at top three, but like Lamar does, but you know, he'll be a starter every week for me. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson at running back feel pretty good about both those guys. Uh, ended up with David Montgomery in the flex and Ronald Jones, Philip Lindsay, Naheem Hines rounding out my running backs. Uh, starting receivers were Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen. I really, uh, really like both of those guys. I would hope uh, so. You picked them. And then on the bench, got Brandon Cooks, Jalen Rigor. Wow, I only ended up with four receivers. That's probably an issue. And then <laughs> at, at tight end, taking a bit of a risk here because I waited so long. But the combination of Hayden Hurst and Blake Jarwin, I definitely think one of those guys is going to pop. And then, I think both are going to be uh, pretty good plays. If they yeah. can get yeah, you know anywhere from five to eight points a week for the tight end spot, that's not too shabby. Right. Jarwin has a lot of competition for targets there with, uh, with all the receivers in Dallas. But Jason Witten was still getting like 80 targets a year. So, well, Jason Witten's just a beast. I think my only question on yours is Naheem Hines. I don't know if I trust that. Well, I mean, that's why he's on my bench, not a starter. We'll see. We'll see if he keeps his uh, pass catching role because the way I see it with him and Philip Rivers is look how Rivers used Eckler in the past and even Melvin Gordon too in the passing game. He likes to throw to running backs. And given that Hines kind of had that role previously with uh, Brissett and I, I think he was there with Luck too. Who knows? That might translate and you could have, I could have like a James White comp, a comparable player on my hands. But yeah, if not, I just cut him. He's on my bench. So, uh, but yeah, this was fun. This was aggravating. <laughs> you had fun until it gave you your grade. <laughs> I disagree with my grade entirely. Yeah, that's what you said in school, too. <laughs> I still graduated. I'm not quite sure how, but I did. I don't know if you graduate from a fantasy school with a D. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I ever got my degree from fantasy that, school. It is not a passing grade. <laughs> Um, given the fact that I had to codename my team last year and change it to team IR. Yes. I wonder if that's why it really doesn't like your team. It's like you drafted a lot of players that seem like they're going to get hurt. (laughs) That would be terrible. If I was the reason that Lamar Jackson and George Kittle and Tyler Lockett and CEH, like they all go on IR after week three. If you curse all those guys, people are going to be upset. I'm just going to (laughs) say. I've got no proof. They will when I post this. I was going to say, it's not like this is, you know, going up on the internet. (laughs) For anyone to listen to. Yeah, nah. Remember, we established that there's one person that listens to our show. That's true. Nick will be very angry if you cross (laughs) these players. He's going to pick all these players. He's trading up to get all first-round picks. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, that was it. That was all I had planned to uh, work on today. Uh, It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I love mock drafts. It was uh, fun. (laughs) Definitely not like pulling teeth. No, fun. But yeah, like we said, our our real draft is coming up for our our main redraft league, uh, Labor Day weekend. So many more mock drafts to come between now and then. Though not together because I don't want you to see my real strategy. (laughs) I know, right? Like I said, the only saving grace is the fact that I draft before you. In the first round, that's true. All right. Anything else on your mind? I don't think so. I think uh, 
think that was pretty good. I think that uh, we talked about a little bit of our strategy in this regards. Now it comes down to going over the audio and determining if there were any truths or falses to our strategies that could correlate to our real draft. Uh-huh. And for me to find that F-bomb you dropped and bleep it out. You'll never find it. <laughs> All right. This is super fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully this was insightful in some regard. I know it's my, it's draft season with the, yeah, the real it, Matthew Barry. With the real season right around the corner. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Thanks for listening. Good to be here with you, Matt. Always a pleasure, Mike. And we will see you guys next time on the 2M Football Show. Signing Ciao, off. everybody. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.